0: You are a Locked On Braves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: And hello and welcome into the Braves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastroianni with you after a very late night. For those of us out on this side of the country, but for the Braves, a very good night out in the desert in Arizona as they even up their three-game series at a game apiece by winning the middle contest by a 5-2 score. We'll break down the performance of Spencer Strider, some timely hits, a little bit of offense to get going finally because this has been a long road trip. And that has not been a part of every single game, at least not to the level the Braves have needed. And we'll, of course, get you set up for the finale, which happens on Sunday afternoon. Before we get started with any and all of that, I want to remind you to subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. And make sure that you click the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. Well, Jake, we have got ourselves a pretty good ball game to talk about tonight. As you can see, the final score there, 5-2. to The Braves pick up a win. That's a crooked number that's on the board and one that is a little bit bigger than the Braves have been accustomed to seeing on their trip out to the westernmost parts of the country.
0: Yeah, you're going to stay up this late. You obviously want to try and get a win and obviously try to even up this series as well, but I thought it was one of the better played games the Braves have played in a long time, so that's very encouraging to see.
1: Yeah, this has been a road trip where better played or or well played and Braves, at least in all phases, has not been the case. The nights that they seem to get the pitching that they need, the offense has not been there. Like game one of this series where Charlie Morton tossed seven strong innings, but the Braves got a couple of solo homers from Eddie Rosario, had a rally that shorted out in the ninth inning, and Weren't able to avoid another loss, and this, of course, comes on the heels of, I hate to bring it up again, but losing two out of three to the Oakland Athletics, but a much better outcome here and hopefully a sign of things to come for the Braves as well, at least as far as this offense is concerned. The pitching, I think, on this trip has done its job more times than not. Let's talk about game number 58 of the season. Braves now 34-24 and on the year. They, They got five runs on 11 hits, no errors, and eight men left on base. The Diamondbacks 36 and 24, one of the best records in baseball and one of the best records in the National League. Two runs, six hits, no errors, eight men left aboard. Spencer Strider, the winner, now six and two. Ryan Nelson takes the loss, drops to two and three on the year. And Rice Oleg is recorded his sixth save in a game that lasted two hours, 44 minutes, and a crowd of 36,529 were on hand to see it. Let's begin with the start of Spencer Strider. I thought he was able to kind of work through when some things weren't really going his way, or should I say, when some things weren't working for him on this night. We don't see that too terribly often, but Spencer was able to work around four walks, and an easy way to do that is don't give up very many hits. He did allow one home run, but just two runs across six innings were charged to him. Jake, I thought this was setting the foundation for a Braves win, and you need to win on the day Spencer Strider pitches.
0: Yeah, I mean I think it was a, a good performance, you know, for Spencer Strider obviously. The expectations are very high for him and he sets those a uh, very high bar for himself, but yep. you know, six innings to earn that's you know going to give this Braves team a chance to win most games and look, at 90 walks for batters, maybe loses control of that slider a little bit there in those middle innings and and struggles with the walks a little bit, but it's three straight starts now with Strider of six innings of two earned runs so I mean again you'll take that every time I think a lot of Braves fans have become accustomed to maybe expecting a little bit more and again I think Strider probably expects more out of himself but that's really good work right there six innings to earned. I think you'll take that and you know he's striking out at least seven batters mm-hmm. each time he goes out there so uh, yeah a good start for Spencer Strider got an early lead as well so you know you knew you felt pretty good about your chances with him on the mound and the Braves were able to get it done.
1: Yeah, and they were able to get it done, and he was, of course, a big part of that. I guess just kind of looking at the four walks, that might be the one thing where when he starts to look over this one, he's going to figure out what kind of things he can adjust and maybe what reason there was that he kind of lost the control of that slider or the uh, the command of that slider. But you can't really argue with these results whatsoever. And Evan Longoria solo homer against him. That really the only mistake pitch that I saw him make. Uh, clearly, things got a little bit hairy for the Braves for a moment in the seventh inning when Strider left the game and Jesse Chavez came in. But, hey, before I get into the offense, kind of want to talk about Jesse Chavez and what I would call some really gutsy pitching because the bases were loaded because he hit a batter. There were some, uh, you know, Arizona base runners were everywhere, and he was able to get not one but two big strikeouts. The first one, I think Sean Murphy might have been the guy that made that one happen with an incredible job of framing. And then the second one, he was battling with Cattell Marte and decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to challenge him. I'm going to throw it over the plate. And we're going to make him put it in play. We're going to make him earn it. We're not going to walk anybody with the bases loaded. And he was able to get the strikeout looking. That, I thought, was a big-time, digging deep and a really gutsy pitching by Jesse Chavez.
0: Yeah, a rare night where Chavez really struggled with command himself. I mean, you don't really see him hit a lot of batters or walk a lot of batters. So, uh, you know, very uncharacteristic for him. But to come back... Maybe he does get a little help there from the umpire and Sean Murphy to get the one strike out there Um, and then also got a little maybe a little help against Marte as well. But still, he made the pitches in big spots and was able to to get out of it. And you saw the emotion from him. And I like what Peter Moylan said. I think it was more so just frustration because he knows that's not, you know, he doesn't walk a lot of batters. That's not something that's really part of of his MO when he goes out there. You're normally going to get a guy who throws strikes. So, uh, again, I'm sure he was pretty frustrated with himself On this night, hitting batters, walking batters, falling behind and counts. But in the end, comes through, gets out of the jam. And what was really, you know, the only time you felt like uh, the Braves might blow this one in that inning, he gets out of it and then pretty safe the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, and the road trip is kind of giving you that kind of feeling of dread. And, And there were times in the month of May, let's be honest, where the Braves were kind of battling in some games where things just seemed to be harder than they needed to be, even on nights that you won. This one, things were able to settle down about as quick as it started to kind of get out of hand, and Jesse Chavez was a big reason why. Nick Anderson tossed the eighth, Ricella Glacius the ninth, both of those scoreless frames as the Braves were able to close out a 5-2 win. We'll talk a little bit about the Braves offense, which, of course, was a big part of this game. You need to score some runs. The Braves did this on this night, but I need to tell you that this episode of the Braves postcast is brought to you by Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have at your chosen event. You need to go over and download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. That is Game Time. You want to download that app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, Braves offense in this one, it usually starts at the top. Ronald Acuna Jr., he made it happen with his feet, and then he made it happen with the bat a little bit later on he was able to do it again and take advantage of an infield that wasn't really aware of what he might be having in mind, which was Mm -hmm. to steal third base. He did it in the fourth, was able to score on a sack fly. The Braves needed that early run, and there's not too many times you can say that there's a clutch stolen base that involved no one covering the bag, but Ron Lacuna Jr. just does stuff that kind of defies the normal sense of, uh, I I guess, rules or rationales that you might have for a lot of players.
0: Yeah, I mean, just heads up. We've seen him, you know, do it twice now within the last couple of weeks, just kind of stealing third base there and setting up an RBI opportunity for the middle of the order. And, and a good job by Rally in this one, I thought, to just put the ball in play and drove it about as far as you can to center field in that ballpark um, and to get the run in there. So I thought it was good execution by the Braves, not necessarily depending on the long ball tonight, although Ronald did get one of those as well that maybe hasn't landed yet. But still, I, you know, I loved what you saw from this offense i thought you know other and i tweeted this out other than ozzy not coming through with a runner in third and less than two outs i thought the offense was just outstanding now only five runs that doesn't necessarily mean, you know show that it was an offensive outbreak but 11 hits five walks and only two strikeouts i thought up and down the lineup tonight you saw really great at bats they had some great defensive plays by the diamondbacks and Uh, terrible batted ball luck that really prevented them from scoring a lot more runs in this game, but just up and down the order, 19 hard hit balls by the Braves in this game. I mean, like I said, just one of the better games, especially offensively that we've seen from the Braves in quite a while.
1: Yeah. A few other guys to call out on this night that had good games. Um, Obviously Eddie Rosario, a couple of more hits, including a triple. He knocked in a run, scored one himself, three hits for Sean Murphy. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, I thought, was really kind of instrumental in making Ryan Nelson the starter for Arizona work a little bit. I know the Braves didn't score in that second inning, but I believe a 10-pitch at bat to draw a walk. He had a couple of hits, including an RBI single for himself, scored a run in this one. Um, I want to save Michael Harris for a moment, and you did bring up Ronald Acuna Jr.'s home run. 464 feet, his 12th of the season. 34 homers, 67 stolen base pace. Uh, The last time I checked, Jake, that is pretty good and maybe unprecedented, and in fact, it would be if he's able to pull this thing off over 162 games, 30 homers, 60 steals, doing the kinds of things he was doing, both hitting the tape measure home run and grabbing that bag at third base when the Braves really needed him to make something happen. These are the things that makes Ron Lacuna Jr.
0: special. Yeah, I mean, again, he doesn't hit any cheap home runs, and this one, like I said, I mean, it's up on the concourse up there in the stadium. I mean, it's just truly special talent i mean again i've said it you know you can't miss an at bat like you know there's somewhere i wanted to you know run to the upstairs real quick but i couldn't because ron acuna jr is coming to the plate it's that special of a talent right now you just cannot miss an at bat when he comes up there you don't know what he's going to do and it's just i'm glad he's on our team and he's so much fun to watch and i just again every time we talk about this please stay healthy because i just you know he's on an incredible pace right now to have a fantastic season
1: Yeah, fun to see him back, fun to see him healthy. I know he is relieved to be playing like the player he expects to be. And really, the bar was already set pretty high when you consider what he had done in his young career prior to the injury, and he's just doing more special things this year. He is now only 13 stolen bases away from his career high of 2019 when he stole 37. He led the National League that year. Uh, He did that in 156 games. If you're scoring at home, he just played in game number 58, so he is well ahead of a pace to set a career high as the 67 stolen base pace would probably uh, lead you to believe. Also, last year, 119 games, 29 stolen bases. He's closing in on that. He could be, should be there, Jake, honestly. Before the All Star break, he could be uh, sitting on a new career high. Maybe he's approaching 40 stolen bases by the break. It might be a tall order. I don't know. But Ron Lacuna Jr. just does these things and you kind of sit back and marvel at it. I wouldn't rule it out. I'll put it that way. Uh, let's uh, put a uh, stick of a, a stick a pin, put a bow on the Ron Lacuna Jr. discussion. Michael Harris, the second. I know we're going to look at this box score and say, oh, one for four. Well, good for him. He got a hit. He hit the ball four, a hard four times in this game. I thought this was one of his better games at the plate that we've seen, particularly when you think about how much he has struggled this year, turning over on balls, rolling the ball to the right side. He was hitting the ball with authority on this night. And as you mentioned, some batted ball luck, that might be what Michael Harris, the second's night, was kind of all about.
0: Yeah, two two players in the game tonight that just really impressed me that stood out. One was Marcelo Zuna. It looked like he had maybe cooled off a little bit here over the last week or so. Some really impressive at-bats for him, a big walk in his first at-bat, and then had a couple of hits as well. And then, as you said, I think this is the best game Michael Harris has had in a long time, and he has a single to show for it just because of some really – a uh, tough bat at ball luck even when he did drive in a run it was in a double play on a ball hit up the middle so he doesn't get an rbi for it right. either so i mean uh just you know a completely unlucky night but you're looking you know long term here with michael harris and he is the shortstop long or the center fielder long term i know a lot of people are ready to send him down and get rid of him if you're you're watching right. on twitter but if you're looking long term this is a very encouraging night for Michael Harris, because as you said, just roping some balls the other way. I mean, the catch by Corbin Carroll is first at bat. I mean, just insane. Also roped one at third base that went for a double play. So uh just great stuff for Michael Harris. We've been talking about it. The the breakouts coming, and when it comes, you know, it's he's I think he's really gonna take off. in think offense is going to take off. He starts getting on base at the bottom of the order in front of Ronald. I mean, that's just you know going to help this offense tremendously. So very encouraging signs for Michael Harris. The swings that you saw, as you mentioned, four hard hit balls, just absolute lasers the other way. That's what you want to see from him.
1: Yeah, most definitely. This was the kind of night that you do want to see from Michael, and you want to see this night kind of on repeat because hitting the ball hard, especially up the middle into to the left side, those are the things that he's been working so hard to – make those changes show up in games. And I feel like they have been, at least on this road trip, there were a few balls in Oakland as well. I felt like that, you know, he was, you know, swinging the ball, hitting the ball the way that he needs to, doing the swings that he needs uh, and making those changes that he needed to over the course of that home stand. Hopefully he's going to get himself on track and get to moving. So as we wrap up on the Braves offense, time to take a look at these standings, which has the Braves three and a half games up in the National League East over the Marlins who have won back-to-back games and four and a half games over the Mets, who have lost back-to-back games. That's what the NLE standings look like right now for the Braves at 34-24, and 24, now 10 games over 500. let Let's talk a little bit about Sunday's game, which we'll see Michael Soroka back on the mound for the Braves. His second start since coming back after his long odyssey injuries that kept him uh, you know, down and out of this Atlanta rotation for so long. We got to see him pitch on Monday in Oakland. He'll go at it on Sunday against a Cy Young contender in Zach Gallon. I thought we might get lucky the Braves might miss him in this trip, and in fact, it was my bad math and not Zach Gallon's uh, uh, starting assignment calendar that lined up the way that it needed to or didn't, as the case may be. Gallon's 7-2 and two this year. Soroka took a loss in his only start of the season. I felt like there was a lot to build on from that one, clearly getting the first one under your belt, throwing six innings, Using all of your pitches, felt like the velocity was there. Really, I think it's just going to be about refinement right now for Soroka. And we know that the Braves offense is going to have his hands full with Zach Gallon.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for sure going up against Zach Gallon. But I, I can't wait to watch Michael Soroka pitch again. Like we said last time out, I was very encouraged about what I saw from him, just the movement. On the pitches, on his pitches, and I just think he'll, you know, continue to get better. But should be a good game. Hopefully, the Braves can take the series. It'll be a big series win on the road against one of the hottest teams in all of baseball right now. If they can get it done, so glad that they were able to get the one on Saturday. To at least even things up. Now they got an opportunity to win the series. But it'll be a tough challenge. Zach Gallen uh, again has been unbelievable. This Braves offense, you know, very encouraging what we saw on Saturday. Can they back that up against one of the best pitchers in all of baseball on Sunday? Uh, that'll be something to watch for. And then again, just Michael Soroka continuing that comeback. Does he continue to get a little bit sharper every time out? Certainly hope so. Certainly uh, think so, and I know he can do it. So looking forward to seeing it.
1: We will see Michael Soroka pitch on Sunday. It is a 4:10 first pitch Eastern Time as they are still out in the desert. Braves and Diamondbacks wrapping up Game Three of this series. Braves, though, winners on this night by a 5-2 score, and that, of course, was uh, worth staying up for. He is Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. We appreciate you joining us. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode and subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. A late-night win for the Braves as far as all of us staying up here on the eastern side of things, but worth it. And Atlanta has a chance to finish this road trip at five hundred. All they got to do is win a series against the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is going to be a tough one on Sunday as Michael Soroka goes to the mound for the second time since making his comeback. That'll wrap us up here on the Braves Postcast. For Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you next time. And until then, so long.